Hello, Chris. Damn, man, this fake ass mountain time got your boy fucked up. So are you are you on mountain time right now? Yeah, Nashville, Tennessee is is mountain time. I'm glad that we were able to scramble scramble the jets and still make it happen. You know, Jason, I, I prioritize work unlike some people. Um, so it, it's pretty easy for me to make time for you. Dude, thank you. Um, so you're in Nashville, ten Tennessee. What yeah, do you we're what do you what are you doing there? Uh well, uh my friend Evan uh is is a manager at a hotel called the Dive Motel, which has a pool. Mm-hmm. Um and he he kindly offered me a penthouse. So I'm in a uh I'm in a of classic American roadside motel reimagined for twenty twenty. Um with a <laughs> with an excellent excellent pool at my disposal, but the, the sun finally came out right now. So I'm going to be doing. I might actually do this podcast poolside. Would that Would that be okay with you? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, this can be an audio nightmare because. My, <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Why don't you tell people what's going on with you? There's There's uh, There's a little construction going on um, at my house this week, and there will be some loud noises, unfortunately. So please, uh, please bear with us as Chris's poolside. And and I am and you hear the sound of sawing wood and let's jackhammers not, let's here. Not, let's not act like your house flooded. You're doing some renovating. Uh, you're doing some upgrades. Mm. Yeah, a couple months ago, um, my girlfriend de- uh, decided to remodel the kitchen, and uh, <laughs> and demolition day began yesterday. Mm. You know so. There's no good time to remodel your kitchen ever that I'm learning right now. That's true. And as we tackle white privilege on this podcast, I I would just like to say that we are both shining. We are both what? Say that again. Hello? You hear me? No, I lost you for a second. You you said we are both shining examples of... White privilege. Right, right, right. Yes, my Asian girlfriend is remodeling her kitchen, and I also live here. <laughs> I also live here. Uh, no, no, no. But you know, it, it's it is a thing that is happening, and you know, what are you going to do? We what are you going to do? You know, she planned it a long time ago, and this and all the stuff arrived, and the tile, and the dirt, and the cement, and the drywall, and all that shit. And now I got five guys in, in the in the house blasting cigs. I'm surprised you're not you're not as a as a known handyman adjacent guy, mm-hmm. I'm surprised you're not just chipping in for the for the love of the game. You know, I, I did my part in the pre production, but what is going on now does not you know, it's it's well above out of TJ's pay grade. it's it's so fucking. You know, I, I thought I was Mister Get Bad with a with a screwdriver until until these guys showed up. I mean, they showed up at eight a.m. and by eleven a.m., a full kitchen was just four walls. I love that. I would like to get in the demo process. I always see on on um one of your one of your house flipping shows that you watch let, when when the depression it, it, sets exactly. in. How's the uh, how's the protest front in Tennessee looking? I think they might be over. 
I haven't I haven't heard about or seen anything. There were a few I know um, before I got there. Before I got here, um, I heard from some people. Um, they were pretty well attended. I haven't. I mean, I think that the South in general, although it's the most fucked up, it's also one of the more active. You know, it's not New York or LA, obviously, but it's it's pretty serious. Mm-hmm. More active than uh, than Anchorage. Well, somewhere somewhere like Nashville and Atlanta, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Charleston I, it might be the exception to that rule. <laughs> mm. But you yeah. know, overall, Charleston uh, is the one bad apple of the South. We've we've mm-hmm. uh, we've declared that. That's what they call me. <laughs> yeah, there was. Uh, I went to. I went to some protests over the weekend in in good old Glendale. It was. It was. Well, um. It was. It was. He- it was pretty heavy. Really glad I went. Yeah. Um. Heavy. Heavy as far as tone goes, or heavy atten- heavily attended. I guess both, but it, it was very much similar to kind of. It, it really reminded me of just just Twitter in real life is what is what it is there are there are mostly a bunch of good people you know all joining together and fighting for a better world and there are some religious trolls with megaphones there are cops that are kind of standing around laughing at everyone it's exactly everything that you see online just just right there in front of you but you know being around a, a group you know thousands of people that are all kneeling together at the same time you know not a single word you you can the only thing yeah. that you hear is is the humming of a drone above you that some <laughs> fucking bro is <laughs> is going to upload to his facebook either that or or you know the government is controlling that drone hopefully hopefully but- not the latter that's um I, I I yeah I participated in one of the like you know you lay down for the full you know mm-hmm. eight eight minutes and however seconds and it's it's um it is heavy it, it, there's no other way to describe it it really um hammers it home in a way that I didn't I didn't realize that would be so powerful let me let me put it that way mm-hmm. and I was also proud of um Glendale the um the Armenian brothers of of glendale really really stepping up it was it was they, great to they see pull, they pulled up in the four-door benzes vaped and just went to the protest well there were there were a lot of um like posts on on social media about like you know bro come to glendale and you know and try looting here and see what happens you know that type of kind of gangster mentality going on but it, it was everything was the exact opposite of that it was you know, a really, really great to see like the current young generation of people just no, I, you I know, really do. being normal I re- and having a heart. It's great. I, I really do think this is is um, uh, unifying in a lot of ways for people who are on the right side of it, um, mm-hmm. which is prob- probably the the only you know I, I mean, besides the change that will that is happening and hopefully will continue to happen. I think that's the only silver lining to something like this. True. Growing pains, you know. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I've talked to some people. I feel like things are feeling a little more positive, more positive. Yeah, there we we can get into it when when we start our pod with our guests. But there are, you know, there have been a decent amount of you know kind of tiny victories, if you want to call them that, of of what has been going on so far, and also you know these things that have solidified 
any doubts that somebody might have um, in in keeping up with the pressure of of protesting and and making sure that every day everyone is sharing as much information as possible and you know some small things here and there are starting to happen so hopefully that becomes um, contagious. Well, when stuff works, it feels good to keep doing it. You know. <sighs> Damn, bro, you we gotta get you on. Onto some of these decks I'm working on because you really know how to distill down the economy of word. Well, you know, when I think of drugs, you're a great example. You know, so it's it's like you know, once it's working, you're like, yeah, let's keep doing this. You know, um, what could go wrong? Our ja- our guest today um, mm. is is Jack Wagner, mm-hmm. um, well known uh, from his work on the internet. Um, he's a very bright guy who really makes me chuckle. I'm like a big fan of his, actually. Mm. Um, you better be could, cool, bro. I could go through many of his greatest hits uh, off the dome, mm-hmm. um, but I think my personal favorite—a a long, a, it feels so long ago—but the Silver Lake Whole Foods 365 was, yeah. was was really, really a special moment. A, a simpler time. That was that was also head and shoulders my favorite bit of uh, <laughs> internet tomfoolery. Sab- what would you call that? A, a saboteur. Yes, a saboteur, a saboteur. Yes, I think I think Jack looks at things in a very interesting way and does have a. Uh, he, he just he likes to dig deep, which I appreciate because I'm more of a surface level guy. Mm-hmm. So I need I need to lean on guys like him to give me the the, the real tea um, because mm-hmm. they've put in the work. Yeah, he has he has a penchant for you know exposing things and people and situations that. Uh, you know, maybe of a bygone era, you know, talking to members of the of the new metal band Trapped about <laughs> them. I don't remember why, but they were probably saying some fucked up shit online about something racist or bad or something. But, you know, he'll get these people on the phone and talk to them. Or, or Jacob Wall, known, um, you know, weird Trump supporter guy who is a child in Orange County who tries to get Democrats canceled online with fake news stories and all kinds of crazy shit. And he will get these people on who are very fascinating and most people might never want to hear from, but you know, it's, it's good to overturn that stone sometimes. And he's, uh, he's also the host of a podcast called yeah, but still with our old friend, um, Brandon Wardell, who we'll get on here one of these days, and they're uh, they've been doing that show for a few years, and I helped them out when they were getting started, and and I've podcasted with them before, and vice versa. So it's good to good to have an old pod bro on. Love a love a pod bro professional. Um, all right, let's uh, let's give him a call. And we're back, back Wagner. What's good, buddy? What is going on, <laughs> fellas? How, how are you? I'm good. Um, feeling pretty good. Vibing out here. Dave, I don't know. Dude, I have a calendar at my house that uh, I bet I originally was keeping track of the days we were in quarantine, but it's uh, several months. It's been several months since I've uh, put a red X on that calendar. I can't <laughs> <Yeah>. believe <laughs> how long it's been. I mean, it is... It, it's honestly though. I mean, I've been telling Jason this because I, as I've been driving south, it, it, the the COVID thing becomes less and less apparent as the further south you get. Um, 
Which might not surprise you. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. And uh, it also becomes less and less apparent in, in the world in general with every day that passes. At least it, it seems like that to me. It feels, it feels canceled. Yeah. Dude, dudes, not to, uh, not to break the fourth wall, but um, yeah. I, uh, I, might, I might hold my mic. I, you know, before this, <laughs> I, I, I know I'm, I'm kind of like revealing the back, backstage, <laughs> but I'm, I, I, I can't podcast without holding a mic. And you guys told me, you know. Please hold guys, the mic. So it's, you're gonna? Oh, you're just gonna? I see. You need. I'm it holding the mic. Yeah, like I can't. I feel like it, it's weird to be podcasting without. I get it. Like, touching the mic. You're like a comedian fondling his stool. You yeah. need it for your act. I kind of like skiing when you don't use poles. It's sort of like you don't really need the poles at a certain point. You're just kind of like used to holding them. Mm. That's, you know, that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm just. I feel naked right now without a mic. That's, so, that's fine. I mean, even some though you people, can't see me, I want the I want your <laughs> listeners to know that I am holding a mic that is not going to be plugged in. <laughs> uh, that I've, normally I don't like the fourth wall being broken down, but I'm glad you did for that remark. Yeah, sure. I mean, it, really, it also it, paints a scene. It humanizes you as a podcaster, Jack. That's true. I mean, I was shocked. You know, I offered you a mic feed, and you were like, "Get that fucking shit away from me, dude." <laughs> Yeah, it's you yuppie elite yuppie, you elite yuppie. That's us. Yeah, yeah. we're this we're a, a little, FaceTime pod. We're a little more <sighs> punk, and we don't do any of that type of um, you know, that high highfalutin processing going on. Um, so yeah, you- <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're super lo-fi. We haven't done an episode yet. Um, <laughs> it's really not as much about. It's a collection of short fu- stories that is available <laughs> for purchase. Yeah. <laughs> So Jack, you, your, well, we in the last few weeks have have pivoted our podcast subject matter, you know, a decent a decent amount. And have you guys been doing the same for yours? Your your podcast, yeah, but still is already you know a little bit more politically active than than ours was. Um, you know, it's funny. We're just me and Brandon were just debating that. Um, and uh, I don't, I don't really. Uh, we we haven't decided what the right thing to do is. I think we're both just kind of like, sort of trying to figure out how to get things right. We did one episode last week where it's like, it was just a Patreon episode. We we did talk about it, but it was just us, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So like, really, and it's weird because our audience is pretty like well educated and fairly woke. So it's like, you know, I I, I would feel weird. Like I I know. You know, I could probably teach people some things, like to teach like the average American some things. Mm-hmm. But um, it would still feel weird to me, like be this kind of like white guy idiot, like kind of like lecturing the audience on like mm-hmm. systematic racism when I'm, you know, I'm still learning so much all the time. But um, yeah, at the same time, it would be weird. We've like been really conscious and maybe overly conscious of like not wanting to hit up our black friends to come on and talk about it. Yep. Um, it's mm-hmm. dude. I don't know. I mean, we were just like debating it an hour ago. We don't know the, yeah. I mean, the uh, move you and obviously you got, you don't want to just go on and lecture people about systematic racism. Um, and you also probably don't want to just continue on business as normal 
as if nothing was going on in the world because then that would be kind of insane, but you have to kind of find somewhere in the middle. Um, yeah, a little bit. And my, I want to note, I, uh, people, you know, systematic racism should be discussed. I was mostly Mm -hmm. just saying that like, I'm not the professor for that. Like I'm not even good. I'm not good enough. Neither is Brandon Wardell. Like nobody's looking to Brandon (laughs) Wardell as like, Oh yeah, I want to hear what Brandon, I think what your listeners might get out of, you know, even though you have a, a, a woke, a woke audience of people, you know, there are probably always fans and of everything that are, are less woke and could, could use, um, a great example of, of white people having a conversation with people of color and it being a normal thing versus like, Hey, we're going to have a black person on and we're going to ask them a bunch of questions about how to be better totally. white people. We're trying to do it. Um, we just need to do it the right way. Cause at I the mean, same, like we're hyper conscious of like not wanting to hit up. I mean, we'll also, cause we have a Patreon. So mm-hmm. honestly, that's mainly the issue. Cause we've been recording new Patreon episodes, which is like inherently monetized. So it's just like, it's funky, but um, I think, you know, I think we want to do something very soon. We just figure out like yeah. the right way to do I it. Mean, without- it. It was, it is a little tricky and it, you can go back and forth in your thought of, you know, what, what the move is, but you know, the, the best way I've found is just, just start going and, and dip your toe in the jacuzzi and make a few mistakes and people will, I mean, we, we have suggestions. We obviously had that discussion because this podcast is not politically charged at all. Um, so it, it was a it was a pretty serious discussion for us, and I think it was more just like, well, we I, I would rather talk about this than not talk about it, and have people that can teach us on the podcast because the twenty five year old white bros that listen to this might want to hear it. They, you know, they're gonna they need to hear it somewhere, so why not hear it from us? It is kind sure, of the, yeah. It's kind of the outlook we took, but I agree. I, I think that was my fear, and, and maybe Jason's fear as well. Is like. Who am I? I'm I'm a fucking upper middle class white guy. No one wants to hear from my ass, you know. Yeah, that's how I I'm like hyper conscious of that. Maybe too conscious, where it's like I'm uh I don't want to be preachy myself. Mm-hmm. Not, and I want to be very clear. That's not to say that things shouldn't be preached and like militantly mm-hmm. changed, right? Like, but it's like weird. There's like a certain tone that I think we're seeing a lot of backlash from. Um, just like, you know, like I've seen a lot of white women get in trouble where it's like talk like, you know, they're saying shit like you need to educate yourself and like you're putting books and shit like people mm-hmm. like kind of like preaching in a tone as a white person. Like you're not a part of it. Right. Like I know I'm a part of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to get super preachy and like give out reading materials to my audience when like I need them too, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, haven't, like, I haven't read these yet, but you guys should read them. No, I've seen that all the time. It's so weird. Like, um my feed of like all my white friends, it's just like so many fucking books. And it's like, yo, like <laughs> you guys are all just like recommending books to each other that you're not going to read. Mm-hmm. It's just like this weird, it's a weird type of virtue. It's clear signal. they're not going to read them. I think it, you know, I think everybody means well, I'm sure there are some people that are being expedient, but it is strange. It's like, um, I don't know. Maybe it's just like the symptom of a big boom, you know, where like everybody's just sharing links and stuff. Mm-hmm. Part of part of me, it feels like maybe my Instagram story feed is like just 10,000 links being shared for donations. And I wonder like, man, I, I hope people are donating to these, not just sharing the links, you know? 
<laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I do. Well, I think that's, I think that's true. I mean, I think it's like, I, to me, the rule of thumb should be once you donate, then you're able to share the link is kind yeah. of a, a way of thinking. But I mean, I guess every, I, you know, in, unless in you have mind, a lot of followers. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot. a lot of followers. Mm-hmm. But I th- in my mind, I think it's also just like everything helps right now more than hurts. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I've been, there's been a lot of backlash coming right now and I, I've enjoyed it, you know, especially like you're seeing it with like the girl boss types. Um, and like, it, it's, it's kind of, a. yeah, I, I, I've seen some, some, this is the end of girl bosses. Yeah. Headlines. Well, it's the cool thing to me is that like, you know, we'll see like some hype. I mean, there's, there's been so many girl boss types. I couldn't even name one of them that got canceled. There's been so many. But like they'll post some bullshit, you know, <laughs> like like a book they haven't read, and then like, and then it'll be like one black girl that used to work for them in the comments just being like, "Hey, fuck you!" Like, you know, you did this to me, and then like that became that becomes like a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And I get excited when I see stuff that like that because it's like a you know it's it's a power shift uh, that the internet's like supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it doesn't always do it, but it's, it's like it's, oh. Yeah, you're seeing some this, real justice. Well, this is one of the first times I think the internet has actually, in a mass way, like been like kind of good, mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least or at least striving for something good versus like you know just bullshit coming from every angle. Um, so, and I I think that's why we're seeing it. It feels so powerful because it's like actually harnessed for good. Yeah, yeah, and we're realizing that nobody is really safe at all. Um, absolutely. So to, I guess to round that all out, like we do, we're going to do something on the podcast about it. We've already talked about it once, but, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's weird also because, um, and another thing is that everything's changing by the day. So it's like, if we put out some episode based on today, it's like, there might be, it might be useless tomorrow, you know, <laughs> it's like, Mm. It's, you it's you need to are, have a more evergreen attitude towards your content, my friend. Mm-hmm. That's well, that's true. But like uh, the the way the protest has been moving, um, yeah. I mean, we we talked about it on an episode uh, that was recorded like May thirtieth or something, and the episode didn't come out till yesterday. Mm. And it was funny listening back. I was like, oh, dude, like we had no idea what was going to happen, you know? Right, and that was that was all of a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shit has moved very quickly. Yeah, mm. I no, I mean, I, 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 I agree. I mean, it's it's moved in a, like I said earlier. I mean, it's it's moved in the right direction at least. Like, there's been some small victories and things have kind of become more focused. I feel like, yeah. Um, but yes, it is a breakneck pace out there, and I don't. What is? I think Jack, it has to be. I agree, Jack. What are your thoughts on the end game? Like, where do you see this going in a? Not not in a final way, but like where where like what the result will be or hopefully will be. Um, I mean, I'm pretty cynical with like the react. Like, I'm cynical in my faith in uh, government. <laughs> I mean, yeah. as everybody should be, but I mean, I'm not cynical in the power of these protests. Like, I think one thing that I'm just glad to see is that you know nobody's out there looking for our elected officials to do anything really like 
like n- nobody in the streets is thinking like, oh, Nancy Pelosi's going to fix this because she's a good lady, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, everybody no, out there is like, no, fuck all of you. Fuck all of you. And like you're all going to have to equally change this or we're not going away. So I hope that attitude cha- uh, and sentiment continues. But um, I guess where where I'd like to see it versus where I think it'll actually go. What do you think? Was that the question? Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that it's tough for people to like. What will what will satiate people? Like, you know what I mean? Like, people are are more, um, you know, just just really feeling. I think bonded together over a cause, and that's why this is working, and that's why it's not going away. But what what will mm-hmm. like? What I guess like these small victories aren't enough. Like, so what do you think something big could yeah, be? We're, we're never going to have a full utopian society in our life. But what is what is something that could happen where everyone would be like, oh shit, this is like we can maybe go back to being somewhat of a normal society for a little while. Well, I mean, I think there's like two big conversations happening, right? Like with the police, or the police in America. Um, I would hope to, I would hope that there's like some chipping away at the militarization. I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty recent that they be they turned into like this weird militia, you know. Um, yeah, and In the I last mean, we're also five years probably. Yeah, and I mean, where I would like to see, I would like to see it like no longer be like I would like to, law enforcement to be like an irrelevant phrase, basically. I don't want them out there enforcing things. Like when I hear the word enforce, I think of an enforcer on uh, like a hockey team, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sure, sure. And it's like, that's how they treat situations, you know? Um, most, a lot of other countries aren't that way. You know, you could, I mean, there's supposed to be peace officers. And um, when you see, I don't know, I'm just like, I'm still kind of processing it, but even, Aside from, um, oh wow, what's that? A somebody doing some sawing in there? Yeah, the uh, my house is under construction right now. So, oh boy, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's all good. I was just like, whoa, what is that? Um, what was I gonna say? Um, you got you got excited by the saw, didn't you? Real, I know, real handyman. Yeah. Um, oh, law enforcement. Yeah, I mean, it's just like weird. Like, I there's very few situations where a police officer should be literally doing like an MMA style choke move on the ground <laughs> to a yeah. citizen mm-hmm. of this country, and it's it's strange that we've all gotten used to that being acceptable at all. I mean, there's like mm-hmm. we could hopefully change uh, the. At the least, change like the way people uh, perceive the police. Police, uh, the reasons they should exist rather mm-hmm. is to uh, you know protect people and not just be like you know a force like literally attacking us and fighting us on the streets. And by us, I guess I mean the citizens. Uh, but even though I'm I'm rarely a victim of the police, you know, <laughs> like I'm mm-hmm. like oh, it's almost impossible. You know, it probably won't ever happen really in my lifetime. I heard somebody say um, something really interesting that, that struck me, at least. It was basically like, I was a drug addict for so long, and all of my friends that were black that were drug addicts had been to jail, and I thought I was just lucky. But then I realized <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. that I just never got arrested because of what I because I'm white. I, I was doing the same things they were doing, 
but no one ever stopped and frisked me or pulled me over for no reason. So I was able to continue on and without any jail time, mm-hmm. which, which really, I mean, that hit home for me, of course, but it also just puts it all into perspective in a pretty simple way. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of problems going on. Or, I mean, there's a lot of things going on right now. I also think like, you know, there's a very much like an unofficial just reckoning with racism right now that is going on. I mean, we all know it. Like Un- unofficial, unofficial. You mean like internally, or you mean like online with influencers and shit? And well, like I mean, like the the protests officially are because of George Floyd, right? Y- yes. Even though it's much, much more than that. Mm-hmm. And like, I'd say like it's unofficial because there wasn't like a situ. I mean, George Floyd. It has to do with racism, but now we're kind of seeing like you know the girl bosses being called out. Like that doesn't like directly have to do with George Floyd and the police, but it's like everything's cracked wide open right now, and we're right now like, finally now, having a very direct conversation about racism. Edit editors of magazines are being pushed out and fired. Um, it's you know, good. People, I mean, it makes me in, smile. <laughs> it does, but yeah, there is there is a reckoning absolutely going on. And you know, people are kind of seeing that starting off with, with the police brutality and racism, and having it trickle down to canceling anyone and everyone that has has done us wrong. You know, from from Virgil Abloh to, you know, every Reformation. <laughs> Some yeah, the person who runs Reformation. I mean, I or, obviously get excited when I see people who like deserve it. You know, and for the for the most part, these people that are getting canceled won't like. They're not really over, sadly. Even if they should, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's not it's not super easy to get rid of some of these freaks. <laughs> these freaks are a tenacious bunch, and they will come back. I mean, yeah. I think that I think that the foot is on the neck right now for sure, and I think that that it's um, it's yeah, it's affecting everything. You know what I mean? It, it really is affecting everything, at least in in our world specifically. Like, I don't know how it's affecting things for like my parents' world. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, I think it's on all of us to be, you know, our fight is with our parents, really, and everybody around us. Our fight as white people, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. like that's the first people we could take on because it's like, t- to me, there's no more compromise with like, oh, that's just, you know, grandpa just, you know, he says that like, oh, right. Uncle, Rick, Uncle Rick is just like that. It's like. I, I mean, at least for me, it's like, dude, I don't give a shit if they're like that. Like, <laughs> they need to leave or I'm, I'm leaving. Like, that's, that's, that's not what, happening anymore. That's one of the more interesting things I've seen on TikTok, actually. I've seen, yeah, I've seen re- the kids re- fighting. Kids fighting with their parents. They just leave TikTok open and their dad is, like, yelling at them from the other room. And they're like, fuck you, dad, you're racist. It just goes on for, like, 15 yeah. seconds. It's really interesting use of the platform. And it's also, like... I, I, I think that, too. I mean, I, I'm from the South, Jason's from Orange County. I think you're from the Midwest, right? Yeah. I mean, those are probably the three places where, where we have the biggest problems. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that work is, is to be done. And, and I think that, that um, it's, if it's not your parents, it's your uncle. You know what I mean? It's somebody. There's always somebody. That's the reality. Yeah. I mean, because it needs to be talking, but there also needs to be enforcement, you know? And... White people really need to back, uh, you know, back up our black and brown brothers and sisters here because it's like, you know, it's been a 
I, I'd say like one thing now that's like pretty universal is like you can't say the N word hard R, right? Like like that, like everybody knows you can't say it, right? Mm-hmm. And why is that? Like growing up in school, why wouldn't you say it? Somebody would beat your ass if you said it, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. like that's like I feel like that's what that's what like made people not say it anymore, right? Like there's like a lot of people who think it and don't say it because they're afraid of getting their ass kicked. And um and that can't be the only reason why they're afraid of saying it. Yeah, but it's also like like we but it's usually black people who would kick their ass, right? Like um, I know I'm, I'm kind of saying- making like a dumbass point, but like like um white people need to be the ones kicking each other's ass yes. for a change, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, like, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't feel like a, a safe space for that kind of behavior just because you're around your white buddies. Yeah. And, and, and an um, issue like that should be handled, um, you know, by a junior employee without going up to upper management. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I know that I'm, I'm not necessarily saying fight literally, mm-hmm. although I, I also am saying fight literally. Mm-hmm. Um, like, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's like, it really is on us, um, or it's not on us, but we have to step up. Um, oh no, I'm kind of like really thinking out loud here, but, um, that's good. Yeah. It's like for all those, like, I don't want to see like a white person, like putting out a video of like some racist person on the bus if they're not stepping in and doing something, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, that, dude, why are you feeling yeah, like you know, the 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 likes are not the point here. Like, go fucking let them know what's going on. I see what you're saying. Yeah, and it's like we know how the p- police treat non-white people, so it's like I would never put that pressure on a black person, you know, to put themselves in a uh, position of danger to go like stand up some like crazy racist on the bus. If anything, just for the you know the chance of getting arrested for it and thrown in jail. But like, yeah, I, I just. You know, white people can't really, um, you really, really, really can't let it slide anymore. Even if it's just like situations where it's, it would be awkward to say something, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, and I think that's part of the thing that's happening now. It's, it's gonna, it, hopefully it's normalized to say something. You know what I mean? And then that takes some of that fear away. Yeah. Um, cause it's like, I, you know, <laughs> I, I say this. I guess only because it's like there's certain people that like you're just not going to educate into mm-hmm. changing, you know, you're like really not going to. So it's like, all right, well, if if because they won't listen either. Some people just won't listen and you could just talk to them and talk to them and talk to them. They're not going to listen mm-hmm. uh, to words or, um, you know, because for some people uh, facing some facing something that would say that like they were incorrect or racist, it's like too much for them to it's too much for them to process so they would rather like latch on to something that says that they're right you know oh for sure yeah yeah like just i'd rather be wrong than right if my ego isn't bruised yeah because none of these people think they're racist i mean to them boomers they aren't racist because like they already did the stuff that they think they're supposed to do you know they like don't openly call people the n-word and they pat themselves in the back for it yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. like their growth that's their education <laughs> like like from like the you know people who grew up in the 60s and 70s like they think it's an accomplishment that they don't say the n-word all the yeah, time yeah, 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 you yeah, know yeah. Absolutely. it's like 
Take and it a step further, maybe. Just take it one step further. Yeah, and there's this attitude where it's like, wait, like, I don't hate all black people. I'm not racist. Like, so don't call me racist. You know, like, they can't fathom a world where it's like, like, they're kind of like, pout. some of those people, they kind of like pout, you know, they're like, wait, 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 like, I have to do more? I have to do more now? Mm-hmm. But I already, I already stopped saying the N-word. When I was <laughs> yeah, in yeah, 1975, you know. <laughs> what more can I do, guys? It's been 40 for, years. I mean, equality yeah, is hard work for a lot of people. I know. And people don't um, want to do any more work than they're already doing right now. Yeah, it's just weird. It's like weird to, you know, when you talk to somebody like that because they do, they sound like that and like it, it takes you a while to pick up on it, but there is like this sort of panic also that I was describing where it's like, like they do realize it, but it's scary for them to accept that. Like, oh shit, there's like probably stuff I was doing and I didn't even know I was doing. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the biggest problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that. I think that is the biggest problem. The, the obvious stuff is the obvious stuff, but I think that the word systemic and everyone learning what that means is basically what we're talking about. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like it's like you you don't just because you don't realize doesn't mean you're not doing it. Yeah, and like you know, there's many reasons why people aren't going to come around. So I think it's like, it just needs to be enforced. And, um, it's, it's cool to see, you know, the kids on TikTok talking to their parents and stuff, but, um, you know, parents, they might not listen. Yeah. So it's like, if they don't, then let there be consequences. Like there have to be, you know? Mm -hmm. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, I think that, Oh man, that's that's a good point. I think you just yeah, you got it. Like it can't just be like a one conversation thing if somebody doesn't want to listen. It needs to go yeah. beyond that. It needs to go beyond that. Like it's the time for agree to disagree is long gone for this. Like there's like you know, that should never apply to racism. Or, no, I think yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 definitely not. I think agree to disagree is having a rough time right now as a thing. You know what yeah. I mean? I think it's I think it's I think that that phrase and that turn of phrase is going to be retired in the in the uh near future if not already um mm-hmm. for this exact reason but yeah i mean i think that the um i think so what what is your take on the protest i feel like you're somebody who is 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 pretty pro pro protest <laughs> pro protest yeah um i mean it's been inspiring it's i right now what, what's the date today i don't know when these will come out but it's the june 9th right now my my mood on watching it and, um, I mean, I'm mostly just watching it, uh, you know, I've gone to one of the LA protests, but, um, they're happening all over the country, but mm-hmm. my, from watching from afar all over the country, um, I feel like it's in a place where it's really, really ripe to be co-opted right now by like brands and shit, you know, um, even though they've tried brands or like expedient cynical actors you know i dude i saw i wanted to talk to you about that i saw that earlier that shit is insane bro. oh you're talking about the literal actors like the there it's the <laughs> it, i i don't please explain to people because i saw this and i sent it to jason i was like we have to talk to jack about this because this is truly like this is like the worst possible thing that could happen for this in my opinion like so one of one of so okay um you're just you're talking about the the new black panthers right Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll explain that. I, oh, to complete my point from before, though, um, like I actually wasn't referring to this. I was thinking that like there's such a critical mass right now of people that I think like it, it's big enough where you, 
it would motivate like companies and politicians and stuff to to make like cynical decisions of like oh that's a lot of people right now like maybe it's time to pander you know and Mm -hmm. lie and try to like (laughs) take this yeah yeah definitely definitely um but okay so what you're describing is like a much nuttier thing um (laughs) i'm pulling up the thread here so in atlanta there's this picture that went super viral and it's like these young black uh they range from like kids to young adults. Um, I'm looking at the picture now, but they're in like all black tactical gear. They're wearing, you know, they're they're wearing outfits that resemble, you know, Black Panthers type uniforms. And um, the picture went viral, saying that it was like the new Black Panther Party. Uh, but then, like, they've been called other things too. There's like basically the the FBI destroyed the Black Panther Party as many people know. Um, and like, it's been trying to re people have tried to revive it, but it's like been problematic in various ways. Um, and so there's not really like an official revival. So anyway, this went viral. Cause like, there's like a, uh, like a, the girl is kind of a babe. She's carrying an AR 15. Um, she has like, you know, natural hair looking cool as shit. In the front of this, she, photo. she really, she really does look cool as shit. It's like, like a very, it's a powerful, like, it's like a very powerful image um, at first glance. It is, and like the Black Panthers looked cool as fuck too. I mean, like that was like mm-hmm. part of their appeal in the beginning, um, and cool as fuck and intimidating. But so basically, I've been seeing. Okay, so everybody's like freaking out about her and like excited and inspired, right? But then like this picture came out of her like arm in arm with like a fat white like no neck cop like the worst (laughs) type of like cop like Mm -hmm. the completely bald no neck (laughs) type cop and um someone that doesn't even know that racism is a thing doesn't even yeah yeah, he he missed the whole boat so basically people have become suspicious of these uh Mm -hmm. like quote-unquote new black panther party um, and then some people have been doing deep dives and like, apparently like the main ones, there's like four of them. They're literally actors and like filmmakers from Atlanta. And then like, if you take a look at what they're wearing, it's all kind of like, like the patch, they have like a Panther patch, but it's not actually a black Panther patch. It's like the 81st airborne patch. I think, mm-hmm. um, I think it's all it's all ju- it's all just a little suspicious when you get a little closer. Yeah, and she has like um like a really cheap AR15 and it's a 22 caliber, which is just kind of like nobody sure. would really have it for self-defense. Um for shooting squirrels. Yeah. I mean, you can't really you <laughs> it would take like 20 shots to kill somebody with a 22 caliber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like um and so, so people think that like they were plants, basically. Um, and I don't know. It's just very weird. I think what sticks out to me and what you guys probably saw, the only thing I commented on was um, I commented on one of the posts about it saying this is just strange that, like, none of their friends have stepped up. Because, like, maybe the way I think of it is, like, all right, worst case scenario, it's some really fucking weird, like, stunt, right? Or, like, a, like a psyop. <laughs> like, that's what <laughs> yeah. people think. Or, like, the cops 
would plant undercover people in there for various reasons. I don't know. I, I wouldn't know the motivation of making them like so front and center. But um, so that's like one. What do that's you like mean? the full tinfoil. The other way to think of it is like, okay, maybe these are like, like, like they're actors, right? So maybe they are genuine, but we all know actors. Mm-hmm. And like, can think of an actor you know? Could you imagine them kind of like getting a Black Panther costume to go to the protest, you know? And being like, I could see actors kind of talking to each other, and being like, we should start a new, you know, like, like really trying to do it. And like, maybe they're genuine, but they just like had some missteps, right? Like, like they'll really be able to nail their auditions now that they have some real world experience holding a gun on the front line. Or like, like they actually tried to start a new wing of the Black Panthers, like, mm. you know, just right. like kind of having like actor brain and being like, oh no, let's do it. Like, let's get the stuff, you know? It's um, very method. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, I could see that. And it's like, the, the, you know, that doesn't mean that they're bad actors. That means they just like kind of goofed and would like, but if that was the case, I would kind of see everybody's talking to them like they're like literally like cops, like snitches, like setups like crisis actors or something, Mm -hmm. you know? So if that was the case, I would like imagine that one of their friends would come forward and talk about them. Like, right. Like, dude, out out them, out them. You mean be like, yo, this is fucked up or, or no. Okay. So like, this is my friend, Ron. I went to high school with him. He's not a black Panther at all. He works at subway. This is some bullshit. (laughs) no, no, because they're already getting, like, shit on, right? Like, everybody thinks that they're, like, literally police officers. It's been going for a week. So, like, Jason, let's say this was, like, the reverse, and it was you, right? Mm-hmm. I like and, where like, this is going. Yeah, and you weren't, you clearly weren't a snitch. You weren't a fed. Like, you maybe were, like, sort of cosplaying. You got in a little overhead, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're wearing too much of a costume. I would probably, you know, as your friend, I would be responding and probably quote tweeting me and like, hey, I know that guy. He's not a cop. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he maybe, you know, made an aggressive choice with his outfit. <laughs> and like, maybe he shouldn't have posed with that police officer for a picture, but he's not a cop. Like, you know, right. he's a good guy. His, he's a good his, guy. Uh, like any actor, their their desire for fame and exposure can cloud their their judgment even to the point of doing something as insane as this. Yeah. And I mean, it's not – the weird thing too is that like maybe they are who they say they are, I guess. Like it's still strange. Like maybe they're genuine. I don't – like it's still – it's weird that like to take a picture with a police officer, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, while you're a member of the Black Panthers. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah. I mean, like a Black Panther would. That's anybody who knows anything about the Black Panther Party would know that's like the one thing they wouldn't do is take a picture with a cop. Like it's like the only thing. The Black Panthers did a lot of things that were unusual, but like. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but like, I th- I'm pretty sure that was like the one thing you don't do right. is take a picture with a police officer, let alone a white police officer as a Black Panther. <laughs> like, I, I don't f- – all the shit, all the kneeling cops, like like talking to the cop shit makes me fucking insane. Like I, yeah. I, I, just, I can't believe that people are that thick, that that is like the antithesis of what is happening. Well, I think people should – like refresh themselves on the Black Panther story too, um, in the real story uh, during this time because it 
it'll give everybody a good refresher of like wh- how what what mistakes to not make during this protest, you know, because it's like it's easy to forget how much law enforcement will how far they'll go to infiltrate things that they view as a threat, you know. Mm-hmm. So even though it might seem like a tinfoil hat thing of like a lot of these, you know, a lot of the people are trying to become leaders right now, like saying they're plants. That's not that crazy. Like it's really not like mm-hmm. they've they've done much crazier things um, than fully documented, not conspiracy theory, like mm-hmm. to to shut down organizations like the Black Panthers. Um, yeah, and, and, that, and that was when they were armed with the technology of fifty years ago. So no, now, absolutely. Now we're in twenty twenty, and there are things that the government is doing to us right now that will probably, you know, make us sick to our stomach. Yeah, that we all, oh, that no. we'll ever that we'll never even know about. Yeah, God, I don't even want to imagine. Um, and we're white, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, and you see, I've seen like smaller versions that are less insidious, but just kind of like stupid and like maddening. And it's hard when you don't have like real structured leadership in a movement. Um, I mean, this is simply too big to have like real leadership, but when there's like a vacuum of leadership, you see all sorts of freaks step up, you know, mm-hmm. um, like that one guy in New York who like secretly coordinated with the NYPD to like plan a start and end time or something for one of the marches. Mm-hmm. And was like, do you see that? <laughs> he was like, and then there's like video of him talking to like, uh, like the precinct captain or something after the march, like walking with him. And it's oh, like, yes, 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 yes. And he had like a video crew of him. Yeah. And it's weird. Cause it's like, nobody asked him to lead it, to be a leader. Nobody gave him permission to. And everybody at that March, like would not have gone if they knew the police were down, you know, like that completely undoes the reason to protest. Mm-hmm. If the police like agreed to it, like, why? <laughs> and it's weird. Um, I guess, like, Twitter and, um, you know, Twitter and activists are just doing their best to, like, kind of watch out for these people and shut them down. Because, um, yeah, it's like, like, movements like this do attract weird narcissists. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the problem. Like, this well, is, I- like... We've we've talked about this, and and our, our guest earlier this week, Gabby, was kind of explaining the leadership of Black Lives Matter that it was kind of it was all women, and that was like a big part of it. But so you don't, so you, you think this overall this this entire thing um, is too big to kind of have a leader? Um, but do you think leadership would also help kind of organize it a little bit, or or do you think it's just it's it's in vain? Well, I think it's just like. Uh and I was not referring to Black Lives Matter. I know there's like leadership structure in that, but like yeah. in these protests, they're happening way too fast to have leaders, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, like yeah. YG hosted one of the like it's pretty much like anybody who has enough clout that wants to post like an address can start a protest now, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um, but it's weird because the scene's so big um, that it's like hard to. And so new, sort of, it's like like this version of activism is like kind of new. So there's like it's hard to self police. I I think um, mm-hmm. it's uh so you 
you know, there's going to be some weirdos that slip through the cracks without being noticed. Um, I mean, of course, because otherwise, like, you know, if you, if that weren't the case, then everybody would probably be really paranoid of each other all the time. <laughs> you know? No. Yeah, that's, that's fucking for sure. The opposite for of sure. that is like what killed the Black Panthers. Um, it's like the police or the FBI systematically taking out the leadership and then, um, sowing paranoia and distrust among the ranks. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's the other thing I've heard too. Like as soon as you identify leaders in something that feels extreme, then they're just going to get, they're going to be gone. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of like, there's a great quote and I was seeing it the other day about saying like to have inherent distrust in like anybody within civil rights that like, comes and says they're the messiah and you're gonna lead us to the promised land you know basically they're like a fraud you know because yeah, it's yeah. like only the collective can do that um yeah it's an interesting time because like like i was saying like it's just when there's this many people and it's like anybody could get up and have a big megaphone it it can it also attract the wrong type of person Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, anything, yeah, no, anything this big, you're right, is gonna pull that kind of person in. But I think overall, it's like still for the best. Oh, a hundred percent. I was getting into the nuances. Yeah, we kind of like strayed because um, mm-hmm. I think the first thing I said about the protest was that they're so big that they they might attract um, yeah. cynical forces mm-hmm. that want to manipulate, but. The fact that they're that big is great. Um, I mean, it's so cool to see. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, L.A. had, um, dude. My friends tried. Like, like the situation now is that my friends like tried to go to the the most recent huge protest in L.A. Mm-hmm. and they like were all texting like, dude, like, I don't, we don't know how to get there. Like, like there's nowhere to park your car even remotely close. Like. Like, it's so big and expanding that, like, we can't go, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. That like is Coachella. Yeah, yeah, yeah Coachella. No, yeah, we would take, like, like by the time you get there, it would take it would be gone, you know? Like, mm-hmm. well, New York and other cities are different. L.A., like, I can't just, like, make my way to West Hollywood where I live. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I have to drive or do something like that. Um, and parking in L.A., oh. Oh, well, it's just like, and, and sometimes it could just be like not possible. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, but um, but that's cool. That's a good thing. It's like so fucking big. And I hope the energy keeps going. I think it will, as long as everyone remains uh, unemployed. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. Tr- that's true. <laughs> but um, I think that's you know, been a huge a huge help for everything. I think um. If people keep up the enforcement attitude, I want to see less enforcement from the police and more enforcement from the protesters, you know, and when mm-hmm. they go home, like we need to enforce the new system that we want to see culturally, you know. No, I think you're 100% right. I think that like it, talking about it is one thing and, and kind of enacting it is another thing and you, and you need both sides. Yeah. Um, Jack, I want to talk about um, Antifa. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it it's it's I I think a lot of people are kind of confused or wondering how just sort of all of a sudden it became 
this you know the the number one terror organization in America right now, um, and how that's being used as a, as a tool against I guess liberal people. I mean, anybody so, who supports black people. So funny, like, um, I guess like you know we saw the rise of Antifa kind of around like the Charleston Tiki Torch. Um, oh yeah protests like tragedy really um that really but, was a fucking tragedy jesus christ yeah that's probably like why most well, I, I feel like mainstream america find out about antifa around then um mm-hmm. but you know the funny thing is that like there's no antifa it's just like it's really just like a way of being at a protest right so like all like antifa members are just like whatever high school or college kid wanted to put on a black hoodie and like, you know, a red bandana mm-hmm. and act like that, that specific day. Like I could go to a protest tomorrow and I could be Antifa. Right. right? Um, and there are some people that are like diehards, but that's like the funny thing about them wanting to ban it is like, well, what are you going to ban? There's no, no actual members. And like all those people, um, you know, like if you, if you designated hell's angels as a terrorist organization Mm -hmm. um there are members on paper and people have tattoos like you can tell Mm -hmm. who is a hell's angel and who is not um and they would you know antifa it's like you just change the name really it's like they would have to explicitly ban like how do you even it's like it's like banning anonymous yeah right like it's pretty funny um so when so it it i did antifa start originally as a as a a a positive good thing and that was switched into negative by the you know by propaganda or well i'm no expert but like uh antifa dates back to like the early communist party and i think even like the 1930s right Mm -hmm. um yeah which I mean, it goes real, real, real far back. And I think, and there are still like real Antifa sects that you'll see around the world. I mean, I think even like fighting in Syria, there's like militia groups. Mm-hmm. But of course, that's like very different than what's going on at like a college campus protest, right? right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. those Antifa members were like, you know, literal militia members with like AK 47s fighting. Mm-hmm actual fascists um (laughs) but uh i think like the imagery i don't really i'm like i said i'm not an expert but i feel like it's um it's not super new um it just became like the thing but i think the funniest part now is like it's it's just such it's uh the boogeyman for a lot of these people that live in small towns you know Mm -hmm. um they're so scared so i think the I think the next move is to just like make up Antifa lies um, and like, you know, like any troublemaking kid in a small town could like, you know, make some fake Antifa march event and mm-hmm. get all of all of the conservatives in town scared and showing up to like the local Walmart to protect it from Antifa if they want to. <laughs> that's you know? definitely true. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's definitely true. Um. Yeah, it's just the boogeyman right now. It's so funny. I mean, just is it? Do people? I, I think the people who are scared of it do they not even know what fascism is or what that word means and why 
being against that is not a bad thing? Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I don't even like... I don't even know what I think about it, too, because I don't like to get in those arguments personally where it's like, oh, it's anti-fascist, so if you don't like Antifa, you must like fascists, you know? like It's like, all right, well... Because, I don't know, it kind of bothers me sometimes. Like, people throw around Nazi too often and fascist as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, all right, it's, oftentimes that's, that word's being used when it's just, like, a person you don't like, you know? Or, like, an, a, a really fucking ignorant idiot or a racist, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> there are differences between a racist person and a Nazi, like there are diff- right. there are differences, right? Like the Nazis have very specific beliefs, and they did very specific horrible things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's weird when, like, I, I I do see some arguments where it's like talking about like oh Antifa versus like the fascists and the Nazis, and really it's just like a bunch of college kids in hoodies who probably come from like really wealthy families, even themselves, some of them, you know, <laughs> like, and they're fighting just like weird dads who are like cosplaying as militia dudes. Right. And like, <laughs> dude, it's really there's dark a, when you lay it out like this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like neither of them are either of the things. It's like, you guys are both from the suburbs almost doing like this civil war reenactment thing in mm-hmm. like a field. Cause mm-hmm. like, I think it was Portland for a while that was like having yeah. real bad like clashes. And at some point I was just like, dude, where it'd be like the, the anti-fascists would show up to like protest the fascists and like vice versa. And they're always just like destroying Portland. It's like, dude, can you just like rent these guys a field and like, let them fight it <laughs> yeah, out? Cause like, let them LARP. they're just, yeah, they're just protesting each other. Yeah. And I'm only, I'm referring to a couple of years ago. Yeah. Was, like, I, I remember that. They're just protesting each other's protests. It's like, dude, let them play paintball or something. Because like, <laughs> yeah, this this doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and it's like, uh, these guys aren't even the fascists. Like, like a lot of, you know, it's weird to call like a fat dad that. It's like, like they could be real. They may be real, real shitty, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're also most likely just some like super fucking ignorant asshole that has no power, right? Like, mm-hmm. whereas like Steve Bannon. It's a more accurate term. He has power, right? Right. Like, he can actually enact things. Um, yeah, it's like, that was like a weird era. Um, but I'm not against Antifa. It's just like, I don't even remember where I was going with that. That was just, <laughs> that specifically was a funny time. That's where I was going with some, that. Some stole, <laughs> stolen Antifa valor. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, yeah, anybody could be Antifa. That's the funny thing. It's like... Mm-hmm. And anybody can be a Nazi. I mean, apparently. Um, what do you What do you think about Big Trumpito right now, bro? <laughs> it's he, truly he crossed like, the line for me this morning with the with saying the seventy five year old man. Yeah, I mean, like, dude i I haven't gone on Twitter again today. Um, I saw that and it was like just too much for me to see. Also, he could. Can you sue a sitting president? Like, you could be sued for what he said. Like, I don't know if like you if, can. Um, he's he's out of control with that shit, though. That shit was at that. I mean, it's he's out of control with everything, but that was particularly like wild boy. Like his phrasing. Like, I think he can be sued 
for that. Um, it might be hard to sue a sitting president, but I'd like to see it happen. I mean, dude, that poor old man, like his life will never be the same. Um, you know, oh, no, all these no, freaks, his, you know, his he life turns, is ruined. Yeah. I mean, regardless of the injury, it's like now all of these conspiracy freaks are going to be after him. Mm-hmm. We're in eternity. It's so sad. Thinking that, that he is, really. uh, he is an, an Antifa plant and not to be trusted. And fuck, fuck Jack from Twitter, too, for, like, being okay with that happening. This is, like, it's far beyond free speech. Like, and also, that's not protected speech. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, like I just said, you could be sued for that. Like, that's not, like, that's not free speech to um, intentionally spread lies, malicious lies about somebody. Do you think when he um, tweets something like that, he's just letting it fly off the cuff, or this is all part of like a big calculated push towards something? I think he's has really good instincts, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, I think it's like racist jazz for him, you know. Like <laughs> he's like, it's like hate hate jazz. So the where guy he's can't just like, miss. Freestyling, yeah, like it's he's not thinking about it, but he's like still following the scales, you know. Like he's playing on. <laughs> he's a he's yeah. a racist. He's, like, he's a savant of racism. Yeah. That's yeah. actually a, a, a great way to explain it. I mean, the tweets are fucking insane, and the fact that he hasn't like, I mean, this is like unprecedented that he didn't go to like, he didn't go to George <laughs> Floyd's funeral. Like the stuff that he's doing is truly like the first time any president has ever acted like this. Yeah. And it's like something new every day. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm nobody's an expert anymore, but like, I don't know. I feel like he has gone too far. I, it's gonna hurt him now. Um, I think the Rose Garden thing and like the tear gas of the protesters to like hold up the Bible was too far for. I think that's where he really stepped over the line for even the most extreme. I think unless something drastically changes, like if the election was tomorrow, mm-hmm. like there's like a lot of moderates that would maybe vote for him secretly. It's like like their kids would like disown them if they did it, you know, like there's yeah. a lot of people like he would lose votes based on like parents who were just like, dude, I don't want to like I won't go vote. That's, like I think they just wouldn't vote, you know. It's like I'm not willing to have that fight. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna just hang out with my kids today and like not start a huge fight with them over this. Like, sure, because I don't really care that much anyway. Like I think that's like that's where he's losing right now. Is like the people who just like would have would skip the vote to like not have a massive mm-hmm. massive blowback. People uh, who were maybe on the socially. fence and and were voting for Trump because of you know, their tax cuts or business business incentives that were benefiting them. You know, those mm-hmm. people are finally being like, all right, I, f- I can't do this and look at my children in the eyes anymore. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to, like, I don't know how many people will convert to Biden, but, like, I think there will be a no vote, a good amount of no votes at all. I think it will be maybe the most no votes in history as far as people who normally vote not voting. Maybe. But, dude, I've shifted, like, Right when Bernie had the knife stabbed in his back by a uh, mm-hmm. sneaky Pete, rat-faced <laughs> Pete Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. Uh, sneaky Pete is yeah. too good. 
yeah, Sneaky Pete and um, really yeah. everybody. Yeah, Obama holding the the puppet strings from above. But you know, after that, like, I was one of the people that was like, dude, fuck it, like I will never vote for Joe Biden. Fuck that. Like, um, mm-hmm. like I will actively fight against him. He's gonna be the same. I've changed. The- That's how a lot of people thought a few months ago, huh? Yeah, and I mean, I don't think I was wrong back then, but the landscape's changed and the rules have changed where it's like, I no longer, like, I'm not going to be camp- out there campaigning for Joe Biden, but like, I'm going to not be actively shitting on him to my audience all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll at, at most like sit it out because it's like, it's no longer, I can no longer say that it's like going to be the same thing no matter what. Like, like, I don't think Joe Biden's going to bring in, like, this, the change we're looking for at all. Mm-hmm. But, like, dude, like, like, what we're seeing, the escalation I've been seeing just from the Twitter from Trump, it's like, dude, if I could, if we could at least have that not happen, where he's, like, inciting people to go out and attack protesters, mm-hmm. it's like, dude, yeah, even if we could save, like, a couple lives, literal lives, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing it's, it's, it's worth it no. literal danger now before it was like symbolic danger now it's like oh there are people actually getting hurt if, if trump is out of the office lives will be spared and people will be able to go on yeah and i think it's only getting worse too um yeah yeah it's but like less think, i mean i i just don't know if things are are it's it's gotten down to this like, visceral place where it's like almost not political anymore. You, you know what I mean? Like it, it is, of course, for some people, but I think for a lot of people, it's like this is just wrong. Like yeah. this is just fu- fucked up on like a human level. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think can't seeing stand by for that seeing a seventy-five-year-old man get pushed to the ground by a hundred cops. You know, it, I don't care who you are, that's going to affect you. And people yeah. who are on the fence are going to be like, I mean, I do, I know. You may be a terrible person, a racist, blah, blah, blah. You know, you see that and you know that inside of you that that is just wrong. And like, no one would disagree with that. Yeah. Well, it's, the same, it's the same thing with the George Floyd. I think that's part of the reason this has been such an uprising yeah. is because people actually saw it. You know what I mean? It's not like a, it's not like a bad footage. It's like a full video of a guy just dying before your eyes. It's yeah. Like you can't. That that's just too powerful. Like that just that strikes something in people that goes beyond politics. Oh yeah, and it's not like I don't know if any elected official really would give a shit that like they're supposed to, you know, or do anything yeah. about this. Um, yeah, it's weird. I don't know, and it's like on the other hand, if I wanted to argue with myself, like if Joe Biden was president right now, do I think there would be this protest right now, um, which I consider to be good or like would a Joe Biden president have gotten on TV and pacified everybody and lied and been like, we're going to do something about this and then never do anything. You know, that's Mm. a very, that's a very interesting angle. Yeah. You know, there's two ways to look at it, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, kind of what Obama did. Yeah. Uh, um, And we were, yeah, we, yeah, for, we just, or that's kind of what almost every president does is just 
give you that CBD gummy for four years and everything's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. And Trump is, is exposing the bad and, and the good and what we have to do. Trump's giving us crushed up Adderall, baby. It's different. No, yeah. He's giving us like, what is he giving us? I'm trying to think of the exact. He's, 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 waking, uh, he's waking everybody up. He's giving us like cocaine that's like 100% baby powder. And like maybe a speck of cocaine, and you just like hit it, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like pissed off, like really stepped on. Really yeah, stepped I just on. like savagely stepped on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like that are all. I mean, so are you unplugged a little bit? Or are you like hardwired news guy right now? I'm sorry. What was that? You kind of broke up. Yeah, re- repeat that, Chris. Sorry. Are you are you like hardwired news guy? Or are you giving yourself breaks? Right? I um, I gen I'm pretty plugged in, but the news, the actual news, gets exhausting. Um, you know, like mainstream news. But I, I've been hardcore plugged into, you know, the matrix, so to speak, of uh, Twitter and stuff. Like I've been spending entire days just like reading and like watching what's going on in the world. You know. Watching the live streams, but I've been trying to give myself relief a little bit. Yeah, I've I've had to start taking some breaks. It's just it's I guess also when it's all bad, it just feels even more extreme. Mm-hmm. Do you guys see your explore pages healing like the like the rest of Mother Earth? <laughs> Dude, people are going back to normal like a little too soon. <laughs> There's, I mean, there's definitely not. My explore page still looks the same. It's like. Influencer chicks, skateboarding videos, and like cool interiors. There's only like four genres of the algorithm, right? Mm-hmm. All, yes. all, of my, so all, all of my influencer chicks have left the explore page. It's crazy. Dude, the algorithm, the Instagram algorithm is awful. Do you remember before it would be like kind of like shit, shit your friends liked and stuff? That was good. Yeah. 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 Like, you I would actually literally have be, some organic discovery. Yeah, I would see like stuff that you guys liked, um, and I would you know stumble across things of mm-hmm. people who have mutual interests. Literally now, it's like there's no way I'm not seeing like paparazzi photos of Justin Bieber only. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'll like right. turn that off. Like I'll do like I'm not interested, and then I'll just get like some other like a, a random TikTok girl or something, and my whole page will be that. And I'm like, who is this? And I'll turn <laughs> that off, and it's like. Dude, it's it's not mysterious. It's like they're just like bar- barraging me with waves of uh, a specific person. You know, mm-hmm. it is it, bad. It is it really was bad. I, Bieber and his girlfriend for a while, though, or his wife. Well, I that is fine with me personally, but I understand. Really? Ever, oh, I'm a I'm a Haley Bieber stan. So really? I, why? Um, well, for the obvious reasons, I think it's not for her insightful commentary. Sure, um, but. I, I just think that they're also like them being on vacation in like a $300,000 RV right now in Utah is some true, like it's, it's, that's their version of like a doomsday fucking vault. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I love, I mean the way celebrities handle things like this is truly my favorite kind of entertainment. Okay. Yeah. Bieber kind of like, Exists in some kind of like Evolve? nether world. Though. Oh, we oh. we're losing you, man. I think. Oh, Chris. 
And you with the fans, Chris with the, the party switch getting triggered. Yeah, it's a tough it's day in, in podcast recording world. Um, Sorry, guys. It's okay. Sorry, guys. Don't worry. Um, have you noticed that... Um, wait, actually, no. Are you are you back now, Chris? Yeah, yeah I'm here. Okay, cool. Um, I, I noticed on your podcast recently you've had some, some guests um like jacob wall and and other people like that how uh how has that been going for you in terms of kind of reaching out or or interview i know when you were doing that episode with jacob you guys were a little discussing how you're on the fence about giving him a platform what uh what was that process like for you oh well that was a funny thing because like i i don't know if we're ever actually on the fence I know that we are well, expecting criticism. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I, I know we we're expecting criticism, but like to me, like, um, you know, interviewing Jacob Bull is not giving him a platform. He has a platform. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he, or he has, uh, he's kind of like, uh, whittled away at it by losing credibility mm-hmm. for lying, <laughs> you know, but like, <laughs> you know, this is a man who's been retweeted by the president of the United States multiple times. Like, <laughs> To God, think that's that, so fucked up. That is to so think that our, yeah, to think that our Patreon gives him a platform <laughs> is like very <laughs> hilarious. Um, especially because we're in complete control. I mean, it's one thing if you want to have a bad person on your podcast. Like, it's one thing if that person like works you and mm-hmm. um, you know like embarrasses you. You shouldn't do that. But um, we're just like pretty making fun of him to his face mm-hmm. uh not even cl- not even like subtly just like dude you're a liar <laughs> your girlfriend's not real <laughs> like um so yeah no, there's only like a couple people that said something but they also clearly didn't listen to the episode right. i don't think there's like a way you could listen to that and be like yeah these are these are bad guys enabling this idiot racist you know like right what about We're just like shitting on him? Um, but, um, you know, I, I guess there are people out there who are putting "quote unquote" bad people on their shows. Like Joe Rogan does it a decent amount, and and just like Breakfast Club will have some sus people on there. Charlemagne went on Rush Limbaugh, right? Rush That's insane. <laughs> Like that, just I mean, I guess him going on there is is different than him than Rush coming on Breakfast Club. You know what I yeah. mean? In, in mm-hmm. some ways, but like Charlemagne, no one's benefiting more right now than Charlemagne. He's really trotting himself out there, and, and I mean, getting that Joe Biden quote is crazy. Yeah, um, I mean, I think people like hate listening to that stuff, but uh, and I don't know if if giving them a platform allows them to like humanize well, them it, a little bit, you know. It, it's kind of like what Jack, it's like, you're not going to change Rush Limbaugh's mind. Like, yeah. it's literally, he gets paid $50 million to be terrible. Like, he's not changing his mind. But like, but if Rush Limbaugh, happen. you know, says a, f- a few sentences that some listeners find to be kind of insightful and interesting, he might, you know, convert a few people on as as newfound Rush Limbaugh fans or well, Alex Jones fans. To you guys are Rogan. actually, you're getting to, like, the next prong of my Jacob Wool thing is that, like... Mm-hmm. And this is unique to our show, but like I, I have uh, anybody who thinks that like Jacob coming on is a bat is dangerous is like they're that's insulting to our audience because like I don't th- you know I have uh, 
<laughs> I know our audience pretty well. It'd be different if I hosted the Breakfast Club. It would be different. It's like sent out there to anybody who wants to tune in, and it's so big. And like you really like you have no sense of who's listening because it's so big um, that a variety of people are listening. Ours is like pretty niche, um, yeah. so I don't think it's dangerous. Like I, if somebody's been listening to our show this whole time, like. The people who would be vulnerable to Jacob Wool's tricks would have tuned out a long time ago. There's <laughs> yeah. no way they would have survived. Right. Like they're just listening um, for sport at that point. Yeah. And like and we didn't even give him a chance to say anything no to lure them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like it'd be way different if that wasn't the case. Like I I have a good sense of our audience and like who they are, and I think we kinda like maintain like Mm-hmm. maintain our audience a little bit like shepherds you know like i uh mm-hmm. there is a way to do that too like you know you can you can, can you give us like, some tips please right? yeah we yeah we need some tips of uh of maintain uh, uh, your psychological warfare for for maintaining your audience <laughs> well yeah. i remember like early on when i got a bunch of info- instagram followers like when there was like some shit that I just didn't like seeing happening on my page or whatever. Like occasionally I would um, just make an example of somebody, you know? So it just like wouldn't happen anymore. I remember like my neighbor, this is a really fucked up example, but like I remember I had this like redneck neighbor and like when rabbits would eat his garden, he would shoot one and like bleed the, the rabbit all over the garden <laughs> and like to scare the rabbits from ever coming back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know, right? Works so every like, time. So that's like sometimes what you got to do with one of your followers. <laughs> you know? But uh, no, but like, you know, if somebody's like being a piece of shit and if, like if you don't want that to become normal, you have to like mm. just treat one of – be very harsh to one of them once, you know, and fair – harsh but fair, you know, like make sure everybody sees. Mm-hmm. And then if everybody sees, they're like, all right, I'm not going to do that, you know. Right. Maybe. I mean, by doing you, you risk losing uh, people that listen to you or like you. You know. I mean, I think we've gotten to the point also where. Uh oh. Oh no. Well, yeah. I mean, making an example of people, you know, that can go wrong, but if you do it well, it, it's quite effective. And you know, the smart people paying attention will will take notes because the thing that everyone fears the most is you know, somebody that they, a leader publicly shaming them. Yeah. Or their own leader. Yeah. um, And it's not like I'm saying we do that on the podcast, but the podcast version is like, you know, we, we've done so much Bernie stuff. Like there's no way, like, like there's no conservative guys listening, Mm -hmm. uh, hanging on still. Like we've not held back. Um, with our thoughts on that, they would have, I think they would have been exhausted by that point. Um, and, um, or bored, you know? (laughs) So in terms of somebody like Jacob coming on and that's the thing too. So one regret I do have is like the trap guy. I kind of wish I like when I had the trap dude on, I knew that he was like ignorant. So I didn't like argue every single point he made Mm -hmm. because it was like, I don't know if maybe I don't even regret this, but like, it's one of those things where it's like 
my audience already knows what I'm going to say, right? Like, like they're thinking what I'm thinking pretty much. Cause it's like a pa- it's on our Patreon. Like we're in mm-hmm. a discord together. Like right. when the trapped, I had the, you know, I had the guy from trapped who's like literally the entire internet's fighting with him right now. He doesn't have a single person on his side. Mm-hmm. And like new, I just, new metal band trapped from the early two thousands. Yeah. For, I was the for only, those who don't know. I was the only one to talk to him. I was like, DM him. I'm like, Hey man, what's up? <laughs> give a voice I'm, I'm like, I was like, had him on i'm like why are you so mad dude like, you know <laughs> like why are you pissed why are you so pissed and like he has talked and like he's actually pretty more like more chill than he acted online and like i still don't really know why he is that mad but he did say some like stuff where it's like you know just kind of like ignorant uncle type stuff right mm-hmm. and i didn't i didn't check him on everything um i kind of regret not checking him i mean i i kind of wanted to I mean, if you're not familiar with this, the trap Twitter, like he was just like <laughs> on there every day fighting with people hard every day. And About it's like, what exactly? Just anything. Everything. You name anything. Okay. Anything. So it's like <laughs> t- to me, when I was interviewing him, I was trying to get down to like, and I didn't. I didn't find out really. Like, Were you why trying to armchair psychologist him? A little bit. I mean, that's kind of like any good interview. You're trying to do that a little bit. So I was trying to get him to a place where I'm like, dude, like, why are you on there arguing every day with these people? Like, Mm. there's no point. Like, and, um, so I was not going to get caught up on like being like, well, sir, actually your your view on this is, uh, incorrect, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's weird to leave things unchecked. Um, but yeah, that was a weird one. Like, like, but that's another thing too. It's like I, I think the fact that it was a Patreon episode. It's like I know our audience, and like I, I know. It's like seeing your kids watch an R-rated movie. You know, it's like look, I know, <laughs> I know that the kids are capable of seeing this and not having their their brains uh, mm-hmm. altered by the trapped guy. <laughs> like confident right. that my audience is the brain power to not get like brainwashed by something the singer of trapped says on our podcast. <laughs> you well, know? it's also, it can also just be like pure entertainment, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and if there was people that do fundamentally agree with him, they're most likely not behind our paywall. And if they were, it's like, all right, I guess we'll take your money. Who's like, the joke on? <laughs> we're yeah, like a trap the- fan. Paid um, to listen to him. Yeah. What? Uh, that's, that's the other thing about Jacob Wool. It's like there's no Jacob Wool fans anymore. Like, mm-hmm. so there's no like, there's no profiting off of the Jacob Wool bump. You know, like, <laughs> right, literally, right, right. he doesn't even have fans. So it's like, it would be one thing if I had Charlie Kirk on the podcast. Like Charlie Kirk's people would probably be tuning in and like giving money. It's like then I would feel bad just for that. I'd be like, dude, I'm taking the. I'm taking the devil's money, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that's not with Jacob. But anyway, what were you saying? Um, has there been anything like in the last couple of months that you've learned about interviewing or podcasting that you, that you didn't really know before? Oh, dude. Well, I've learned so much technical stuff that I'm not going to say. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. No, especially, no necessito technical. Yeah, exactly. We're, you're going FaceTime to, uh, FaceTime to a RSS feed direct, but, um, uh, <laughs> but I mean, it is the, cause I'm also the producer of, yeah, but still, so 
dude, there's like a lot of wild technical stuff that like, I'm not, I don't know how, how tech savvy is your audience. Do you think? Not, not, not. You think I, there's I, some, I'm, cr- I'm some more creatives? Talk- yeah. I'm, I'm more talking about the non-technical things, you know, cause it's, you, cause your podcast has grown to have a pretty big platform mm-hmm. and you know, you kind of have to learn and, and adjust how, how you uh, broadcast what you're doing as your audience grows. Yeah. Um, okay. So non-technical I'd say is still like in terms of like, I, I've noticed some things with like the craft of podcasting, I guess. Um, and a, a major hurdle of a major hurdle of recording a talk show mobily, I guess is um, the instinct to when you're doing it mobily over FaceTime or something like that, there's like a, a natural instinct to have it just be like a phone call, right? Like, mm-hmm. and recording episodes is like a nonstop um, fight against that instinct as a host. Cause some, I mean, some podcasts can be like a phone call, but others you don't want it to be. Mm-hmm. But um, just because just like, like, like you naturally go to that. Um, especially if you know the guest a little bit, like it could easily turn into where you're just like having a phone call with the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't want that, you obviously got to stop it. But just like the fact of being on FaceTime is way different than like the formality of having a microphone, um, in front mm-hmm. of your face, in front of your face. And, um, I mean, that goes the opposite way too. you lose your power a bit. Cause like, interviewing somebody on camera you have a lot of power just being behind the camera like uh mm-hmm. there's a lot of tricks interviewing somebody um just knowing that the guest is typically nervous um mm-hmm. and yeah. you're not you can like you, you kind of corner them into answering questions they don't want to answer really yeah or and like do it with a smile yeah and get them to talk more like if you just don't like like a very common tactic for interviewing somebody on camera is like if they give a short answer you just like don't say anything. You just look at them and they'll just start talking again. Cause they're confused. And they're like, people turn into like puppies in that situation um, where they want to please, you know, and there's like, Oh, I I'm doing it wrong. I need to talk more. Do you, there's do you fill the silence. Do you consider yourself to be less of a, a, a phone call style podcast fan? I tried. I tried to, um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's well, a, well, we're kind of phone call-ish, but yeah. I try to combat it a little bit, especially if we know the guest. I try to, for us, I try to, like, eliminate, the type of shit I try to eliminate is where it's, like, two people are talking about, like, something that's only means, it only has meaning to them. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, remember that time we went to, like, you yeah, know, McDonald's? Like, yeah, that's the worst. And it's just like, and when like, kind of, yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah. And they're just like talking to each other. It's like, yeah, this isn't a story. This isn't a story. Like, this not going anywhere. It's just a time you guys shared and the audience didn't, you know? And, unless, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> unless it's DiCaprio and Brad Pitt telling the story, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Mm. Jack, thank you for joining us. Um, tell, uh, tell the people where they can find you online. Versace Tamagotchi on Instagram, uh, although I don't post, I haven't been posting there that much. Uh, Jack D. Wagner on Twitter, and then um, mainly check out my podcast, yeah, but still, 
um, wherever you listen to podcasts. And also, <laughs> we have a Patreon. Um, honestly, I'll specifically plug the Jacob Wool episode. It's pretty funny. That's probably my <laughs> the favorite. Some of my best work is behind the paywall, and that was, um, you know, I, I feel like in many ways, I feel like me and Brandon have been training. All 200 episodes have been training to do that Jacob Wool episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. because we're. Me and Brandon are very different people. Um, anybody that listens to the podcast knows that how different we are. But mm-hmm. then I felt like we were two two female lions hunting hunting a gazelle in the night, uh-huh. stalking our prey together, communicating <laughs> communicating without words silently, you know, telekinetically. I mean, it was really funny. Afterwards, me and Brandon were like, "Hi." Uh, I had came down for like two hours after that. You guys went to Shaq, Shaq and Kobe mode. Yeah. Love and that. even, no, absolutely. I mean, even cause yeah, obviously we were texting each other during that. It was just like so focused, but um, I mean, it's a crazy experience talking to Jacob Bull. He's like a, an amazing liar. He's, <laughs> he lies with, he lies with such confidence that it's disorienting. So it's like, it's, it's weird to take just to him see, on. Interesting to just see a master at work, even if it is uh, a master of evil. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he, he is shitty. I mean, like, no question. He was just like, we kind of felt, you know, we started feeling, questioning ourselves because he was like, there was some news story that was saying that he was like doing a fundraiser for the guy who killed George Floyd. But, um, I guess it, if it was even real, it's probably been shut down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like he is a piece of shit. I will say that I don't really know if he, if I know anything about Jacob Bull, I don't know if he even did a fundraiser, you know? Like, I think he just kind of like put stuff out like that. And um, in many ways, I think people who give him, the real people who give him a platform are like the few blogs that'll like still print his press releases, you know? Mm hmm. Even if it's to call him an idiot, you know, like you shouldn't give him like, don't give him like mainstream news coverage about his actual agenda, you know? Yeah. Even if it's bad. No, I see what you're saying. All right. Well, we'll listen to that. Um, Thank you, Jack. And uh, stay safe out there. My COVID king. Thanks. You too. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Anytime. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Later.